Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. Today I have as my special guest, author, educator, and parent, Barbara Ann Mahika. Barbara Ann provides tools to inspire, entertain, and educate today's youth. Barbara believes history is the key to solving many of today's problems. Moms, dads, guardians, are you tired of being bombarded by social media noise and revisionist history? Well, Barbara ask you to accept her challenge today to become a truth teller. So without any further ado, here's Barbara Ann Mahika. Barbara, welcome to my podcast. I appreciate having you on today. Thank you very much, Stan. Thank you very much for inviting me, and I look forward to our conversation. Yeah, you know, just like I told you, I, audience, I sent her an email, told her that I'm a history buff. I was a history major. Uh, I had to do some uh, some negotiating with uh, my Marine officer of instruction who told me that I could major in history, but all my free electives had to be technical. So while my history buddies were going and taking their uh, fine arts electives, I went off to take calculus, calculus-based physics, statistics, and all that good little stuff like that. So <laughs> I like to think I had a well-rounded education, but I'm glad to uh, have you all here today. So, so tell me, how did this children's series that you have come about? I think you have like 14 books. That's that's correct. I. Uh... Uh, like yourself, I uh, am a history buff. I was a history major undergraduate, and I also took graduate degrees in history. But I tried to complement my studies of history with as much background knowledge in uh, adjacent fields as I could. So I took courses in anthropology. I took courses in his history of art, uh, I, and uh, I tried to get a well-grounded picture. But when I graduated college, uh, I realized that I was just as much a people person as a fact person. Mm -hmm. So while I love doing research and gathering information and figuring out how it fits together, I also wanted to work with people. So I went into uh, education and that led to a 40 year career in education. And as it turned out, I wound up working mostly with younger children uh, from uh, K to seven. And I worked with children in the general population as well as children with special needs. 
So when I finally retired from uh, my long teaching career, I decided I wanted to combine my two passions. And um, I did. I started writing uh, history for a local news magazine. And then I said, well, I really miss my connection with children. So I decided I would write a series of children's books. So you went back to that first love, huh? that uh, working with kids. That's what I did. And uh, my husband, who also happens to be an artist, uh, decided, well, we could create a fun character because I wanted to make the series fun and inspiring and interesting so that kids would have fun while they were learning. So we created this cartoon character, which is based on a younger version of myself. The character's name is Little Miss History. And (laughs) she, she loves to travel. Like myself, I love to travel. And I didn't have the opportunity to do that when I was young because my parents didn't have the funds to travel. So as soon as I was old enough and out there earning some money, I began to travel. So Little Miss History loves to travel. She loves to explore. She's a hiker. She's a camper. She wears these crazy rose-colored sunglasses because she has an (laughs) optimistic view of life and her hiking boots are even uh they're they're huge they're oversized because that's in memory of my father's feet so we created this really fun shoes (laughs) we really created this uh, fun character that that kids love and she narrates all of the adventures and her adventures reflect uh all of the things I think kids uh, are interested in. They're interested in people, yes. They're interested in in answering those questions, who, what, when, where, and why. But uh, I also expose them to nature. I, I handle all kinds of questions and approach history from a lot of different angles. So I have a book on uh Prehistory, the La Brea Tar Pits, where children go and and visit and learn about prehistory, and then they can actually see the scientists at work. Uh, I have a book on the North Pole, which is one of the few places that I have not personally visited. No, uh, I've I've got (laughs) close. I've I've got close, uh, you know, going up to uh, Norway, but that's about as close as I've been. But, you know, Barbara, there's something I love about what you're saying here about the curiosity of kids, which uh, that's the great thing about children and preteens and teens is that that natural curiosity and if properly cultivated, uh, they they love to learn. You know, if you can uh, understand how they receive information and, and uh, seize upon that, uh, kids just love to learn. And parents need to foster that curiosity. Amen. uh, Because sometimes parents are busy, kids get underfoot, and they're tired of all the questions. But curiosity is, is, is a quality that, unfortunately, a lot of us lose as adults and uh, we have to do everything we can to nurture that in in children and uh, curiosity leads them to do independent thinking and it leads them uh, to want to explore more and you know to not to stop with 
with the obvious, but to go in in many uh, different directions. So how can parents help their children uh, to become the leaders of tomorrow? That's one of the things I I saw in your bio that, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that there are some great ways parents can use uh, history and learning to help their children become leaders of tomorrow. Talk a bit about that. Well, one thing that parents can teach kids, and and parents, of course, are all the first teachers. Uh, they can teach right. children to ask and give opinions. Now, uh, mm. you know, it, not only teach a child what something is, but ask, what do you think about it? Whenever a child reads anything, you should always ask the child, well, what do you think? And when you ask a child to give his or her opinion, you are teaching them to think from a particular perspective, but you also have to refrain from judging them when they express their opinions. So they may come up with something that's really truly outrageous, but a parent should still listen and say, well, yes, but, and explain to them uh, how their opinion may or may not work. So if if you give a child, you know, responsibility, the child will respond with uh, learning that he or she is just as important as an adult is. And uh, when you value their opinion, you teach them that that's a skill that we value in our leaders, um, being able to express opinions. Even yeah, and, getting, and getting them to, uh, okay, how did you come to that thought? How did you come to that ideal? How did you come to that opinion and, and getting them to articulate to you how they came to that opinion and, and, and in that little journey there in their mind, they might've uh, veered right instead of left or where they maybe should have gone straight ahead. They, they made a turn. It, 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 it got off the path and went down and came up with the wrong answer, but you could take them back to where they were on the path and give them a little bit of information and, and set them back on the right path and then have the, complete that thought and think into it and say, ah, okay, with this extra piece of information mom and dad is giving me, I now can see what the right answer is that makes sense to me. Because we can teach them that there's never just one right answer, that before we can come to a conclusion about anything, we have to explore the different ways that a problem could be solved and and how different people who have had different experiences Mm -hmm. and different connections would naturally see things a different way. So we could say something like, well, I, I understand why you're saying that, but did you ever think about and then give them a situation where somebody from a different culture or from a different time period would have had to solve that peer uh, that problem differently. Mm-hmm. Particularly the time period. If you could get people to think, okay, 
do you understand what things were like in that particular setting and uh, how that setting might have had an effect upon the decisions that uh, those individuals uh, made at that particular time compared to our time and and, uh, our environment and and how we live, that, that things have changed. So therefore, the decisions that we make today are based upon the here and now. Yes, exactly. Uh, because the way we communicate today, of course, we, we can just give them the example of the changes in their own lifetime. The ch- children can see how fast things are changing. And uh, we can give them examples of what it was like when we were growing up and the ways we were communicating and the tools we had uh, as compared to what we have now, I mean, just cell phones to take an example. Yeah. 20 years ago, we didn't even have cell phones to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, we're just, dating I mean, ourselves, like, Barbara. We're, we're dating, dating ourselves, but uh, we can talk about the way our grandparents lived. And 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 that's another thing, you know. We can call, we can share family memories, and that's a great way to give children different perspectives. Oh, absolutely! And you know, with social media today, you know, just think about cell phones reminds me of social media because it's right there and ever present on our cell phones, our our iPads, our our computer pads. And, you know, we're able to go find an answer like that. And we sort of uh, have conditioned ourselves to want answers instantaneously. Uh, But I think that that's kind of hurt critical thinking a little bit because we we, we don't try to think through things. We, We want a quick answer and move on. Oh, that it is a big problem. And children are so used to having the information at their fingertips mm-hmm. that they don't want to slow down. They, they don't realize that you, you can have an instant answer and an instant answer could be the worst answer possible. Uh, and it leads to making a lot of poor decisions. So uh, social media, we have to teach them the differences uh, between what we get on social media and what true reality is, because often they are exactly the opposite. Uh, We have social media giving us one perspective, and sometimes social media is uh, geared to only present one side of the story. And children don't understand that. So. They, they they think, well, I heard it, you know, on Facebook and all my friends agree with that. So this must be the truth. Right, right. It's, uh, it's, it's all based upon opinion. And uh, again, not thinking things through for themselves or not doing the research for themselves taking in several resources uh, and and sometimes even picking those that are opposite of what you're seeing so that you can try to get the bigger picture and get all sides of a, of an issue or, or the task that you're working on. And the way news is presented today, that has changed dramatically too. News used to be just a, 
reporting of facts and today we journalists very often don't present the facts but they present their viewpoint on the facts well that concludes another awesome episode please please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources and i want to thank you moms dads and guardians for listening to today's fearless parody podcast I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was what said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.